Alrighty, friends, we're back. Your favorite podcast of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 606, and we're recording on February the 7th. Hope you're all well. Abriana, how are you? I am here again. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's 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 good. I can't complain. It's been like really warm up here again for February. So it's sunny. It's warm. I'm happy. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So yes. we've got, yeah, go ahead. No, I was saying I'm, I, it's, it's not like super cold, but I'm gearing up because next week I will be heading to Idaho for the Cochaba Summit, um, which is like bordering on the, you know, the, the Canada border there. So it's going to be nice and brisk, I'm sure. So, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, uh, we will wish you best. I will be heading over to Munich for Retail Local Europe uh, next week with Karsten and company over there. So excited about that. And it's kind of interesting because the venue is the Munich airport. We're actually having the conference in the airport. So that'll be uh, interesting. Um, we're kind of, I think actually all the Retail Locos this year, we're trying to go for more of an experiential location, uh, call it that. So kind of talk about tech and retail and where things are going and then actually see it in action. And um, the other big announcement is our, our spring, early summer conference, which will be this year, June 14th and 15th, is going to be happening inside of Mall of America. So um, so that's another big one. Same thing. So uh, if you're so going yeah. to be in the airport in Germany or in Sandpoint, Idaho next week, let us know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Come see us. <laughs> All right, we have a good show for you, four stories uh, that we're going to cover as per usual, and Aubriana will start us off. All right, so we're going to start with a story all around AI and functionalities. It's like the buzzword we really don't want to talk about, but the capabilities that it's powering are kind of cool. So InMoment has announced some new capabilities on their XI platform. Um, I don't know if they call it XI or they call it 11, I'm not sure, but... Uh, this is enabling organizations to deliver these measurable business outcomes from a customer experience initiative or focus, if you will. So they've invested in some, some different AI powered technologies. So a lot of predictive analytics around some cool aspects um, to help with like the consumer experience. And just, I would say like help organizations, especially multi-location organizations have this proactive pro approach to um, improving experiences and I would say um, being able to kind of narrow in on, on churn or potentially problem areas. Um, so some of these new enhancements I'm just going to kind of touch on and, and you know give an opinion really quick but one that's really cool is called their intent detection. So this basically is built on some functionality that they acquired through the Lexalytics acquisition and it's predictive AI. So it's, it's basically informing a business um, about actions that could proactively be applied across segments, experiences, and channels to increase positive business and customer impact. So just giving some recommendations there. There's another one that's called frontline coaching and prioritization. Um, and this is really just like thinking from a glance, like top five positive and negative impactors on a business, but at a location level, which is really cool. So tying in that location piece and seeing what's impacting specific, um, you know, specific locations or stores. And so that they can obviously provide that frontline improvement. And then you've got something called impact predictor, 
Um, you've also got a human AI tagging, um, you know, some social and reputation management features and a digital and mobile app integration um, that has like micro surveys and, and all of these different things. So I like the idea they're thinking about like the social review voice of customer pieces, trying to say like, what's the competitive landscape? How can they use some uh, industry benchmarks, take immediate action to recover these dissatisfied customers that are churning? So there's all of these different um, you know, features that they're rolling out, which are pretty cool. I think that it's really important to be able to use like these types of, of services in this day and age where we can do a lot of predictive analysis to use those analytics to benefit when you're you know, perhaps going to see churn. Um, you know, we, I know I've been working on a lot of this is like, you think about subscriptions or um, you know, even app usage, whether that's for CTV or mobile, but looking at identifiers that could predict that someone is likely to stop subscribing is, is really important to a lot of businesses. So I think that there's some, some meat here. Um, and it sounds like there's just like this whole suite of customer experience solutions to help power that. So, you know, we'll have to see if there's any customers that want to tell us their, their standpoint and how empowering this is for them. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's always the real test, right? Like, what do, the, what do the customers think about it? You know, I think the part that I'm excited about in this is the in, intent detection pieces and kind of that predictive modeling stuff. I think one of the big trends that I've been seeing lately and I've been talking to companies about is all of that sort of uh, predictive AI, you know, trying to understand, um, you know, intent in general, like whether that's, you know, your line a new product or service and what the reaction might be or where geographically from a location point of view you might you know get the best results and therefore want to focus your marketing efforts and, and things like that we're seeing a lot of sort of optimization around there i was talking to another company recently that uh is in the uh, agent-based modeling space so predictive you know population simulation uh type of models right and kind of looking at you know, using a simulated population and their movements, um, you know, to kind of understand kind of reactions and intent and, and, and those kinds of things. And so I think there's a lot going on in this space. And I think in moment, in moment, um, obviously, as a company that's been around in the location base for a long time, you know, we've worked with them over the years. And uh, yeah, I think they've made a lot of smart acquisitions, uh, review trackers and, and things like that on the social uh, piece that you were talking about, reputation management piece. Um, so yeah, but the, the test is at the end of the day, you know, what does the customer think about this and, and, you know, is the data, is a predictive modeling actually proving to be accurate and true and, um, you know, bringing the ROI that those companies want. So, but I like it overall. I think it's a good suite of tools that they've launched. All right, on to our second story. Uh, so there's a, you know, we've talked a lot over the last couple of years on the show about, you know, automated checkout or self-checkout uh, technologies. And there's a lot of players now in the space uh, around this, you know, standard cognition and, you know, companies of that, uh, of that ilk that, you know, were, are out there, um, you know, Amazon Go, of course, um, you know, Fujitsu, you know, there's a lot of players in that, in that space at the moment. And one of the other ones that I've been hearing a lot about lately is a company called Mashkin or Mashkin, Mashkin depending on how you want to to M-A-S-H-G-I-N. Um, and they hit my radar this week because they signed a deal with Altera Mountain Company, 
so if you're not familiar with Altera, that's the company that owns a lot of the big ski resorts here in North America, 15 of them, in fact. Um, so Big Bear and Mammoth Mountain Winter Park. They own uh, Blue Mountain here uh, in, uh, near Toronto um, uh, that we work with. And so, yeah, I, I think there's, it's interesting now to see sort of a progression of this sort of automated checkout or self-checkout technology from, you know, retail where we saw it start to, you know, a lot of the things that we talked about the last, um, you know, year, you know, moving into sports and stadiums and things like that and airports. And now we're seeing this make its way to, to sort of resort, you know, type properties like this, right? So the other thing that's really interesting about their kind of technology or suite of tools that's different than some of the others that I've seen is, is the technology that they use and the cost point of it in particular. Um, so, you know, I was reading uh, into this uh, some, and, and so they, they charge $1,000, just $1,000 per machine per month uh, to get, you know, a store or, you know, somebody up and running on this, all the hardware is produced in California instead of being imported from China or other markets. Uh, and they use really inexpensive cameras, uh, like, you know, that you can get off the shelf kind of thing almost. So, and they say the whole thing can be up and running in about 15 minutes. Um, and, uh, and they even have built it in such a way that it supports the unbanked, uh, and areas where there's poor connectivity. So you don't even, it accepts cash as well and, and can, can, can run without internet. So, um, so I, I like the sort of, that they've sort of made this the, let's call it the Amazon go for, you know, any, any, any small business, any retailer, any, anybody that kind of wants to get into this sort of self-checkout process. Um, you know, and I think, you know, that doesn't mean that that's where they're focused because they have some huge clients, uh, obviously Altair Mountain is a big one, but they also, Madison Square Garden uses them and Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City um, and a number of airports and convenience stores uh, as well. And, and they have uh, Compass Group, um, you know, all the cafeterias and, and those kinds of things that you see in hospitals and university campuses uh, using their, their technology as well. And Compass is actually an investor uh, in the company. So I, I like this company. I think they're, they're doing some interesting things and I like their approach to, you know, sort of you know, all sizes and tiers of customers. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that it's interesting to see um, the evolution of these different like self-checkouts. Uh, the vision one is, is interesting to me too. And I started thinking about the application within like a ski resort specifically because maybe it's like harder <laughs> with all of like, you know, people are pretty bundled up. Maybe you don't want to be like yeah. digging for um, payments, uh, your phone, whatever else. So I but think you need that like a, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a good fit for for that application. I um, you know I don't know that I'm like really ready to do any type of vision checkout, but I would assume that there's a lot of people who are. Uh, I want to want to actually just try it just because. But um, I do think that they have a very unique niche and the aspect of what you already said, which is like they're this like self-checkout and Amazon Go kind of a, a deal for smaller businesses. So um, I think it's interesting. Um, all right, I'm jumping over to a more location story, um, which this company, Mkodo, I think is, is how you say that. I was trying to <laughs> find out exactly how you pronounce that, but out of um, London, 
they have a, a service that is called Geolocks, and this is really focused for iGaming operators. Um, and they are really like addressing these needs of these iGaming operators that are featuring geo-based marketing and promotional offers. So they're really touting like easy regulatory compliance, which can be a big deal in some areas. Um, so they recently just tested this developer solution with several, several trusted partners, and now they're making this available to all the operators. Um, so, you know, Mkoto really primarily is focusing on, um, you know, I would say like front end development, specializing in these iGaming apps, uh, user experience, player retention, all those things. But they have these other products that include like this secure API management framework, which is called mCloud Gateway, and then the Geolocks, which is the geolocation service, which is now um, also available. So. Um, the compliance solution that really is is about making sure that whoever is playing is allowed to play like where they are located. If you think of like gaming, gambling, anything you know of that nature, um, it's uh, specifically still relevant in the Canadian market where local gambling restrictions can differ um, and vary. Um, so I think that, that what's interesting is like you know only recently did a lot of those laws change here in, in the U.S. Um, but, you know, this compliance solution really is, is allowing them to have like location-based marketing, but also specified areas can receive specific promotional offers, um, you know, also like looking at some type of retention from operators and, and, um, and they're looking at some other, some other developer um, actions to, to roll out soon. But this really reminded me of the, I went back and I thought of like my days at Digital Element when yeah. we were like doing this very like early days in the IP intelligence world where based on the IP address, we would say, could somebody play a specific game or place a bet or whatever it be? And so we had several different gaming clients that would use that technology, um, even, you know, as, as early as like 20 plus years ago. So um, I think it's really interesting to see that this is still a, a need in the market. There's still compliance solutions that are necessary based on location. And, um, you know, it, it's interesting to see how a lot of we've seen a lot of movement away from the geolocation space, away from data. Uh, but when it comes to kind of more of this compliance aspect, uh, it's like it's necessary. Right. You have to be able to determine where somebody is to to determine which laws they fit into and how you have to approach that. So um, I find this interesting and um, it's good to see that this type of service is still needed and still being developed. I knew you'd like that one because of your, your <laughs> history there. So that's that's why I had you do that. But yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I, I think it, it's it's still a need in the market. There's still you know state laws or provincial laws or you know country laws you know that restrict who can who can play who can gamble. Um, so I I think you know having those kinds of rules makes sense. I mean it's. Uh, in a lot of ways, very similar to what we see in the banking sector in how they use location data to kind of, you know, be, you know, focus on anti-fraud solutions or things like that. Um, it's the same application in a lot of ways, just applied to, you know, a different kind of market here from a compliance point of view. So, um, yeah, I don't have a lot to add to what you said. I think this, you know, it's, it's, it's a needed solution and they seem to have hit on a right market and they have the licenses, you know, to operate. Uh, in those markets. So, um, you know, uh, we'll have to watch and see see how it evolves over time. But uh, yeah, Geolux uh, from Mcoto seems interesting. 
Okay, uh, final story. Uh, so this is more of a partnership announcement. So, and funny enough, we were just talking about these guys the other week with the new um, Open Maps uh, standard that's happening, but TomTom uh, has partnered with a company called Melissa, uh, Melissa Data to be specific. And um, so Melissa Data is a company that we, I don't think I've talked about on the show before. Uh, they're a kind of big global player, been around for 30 plus years uh, in sort of data quality and identity verification and address management space. So kind of coming out of that, you know, what I like to call the old BIA, Kelsey, you know, um, making sure you have clean data and quality data uh, world. And uh, so they've teamed up with, um, with TomTom uh, and their satellite navigation data and their mapping data. Uh, and so the idea is to you for Melissa to use the maps and point of interest um, uh, and routing uh, API information from TomTom to provide their customers with uh, an address uh, engine that you know um, provides super accurate uh, quality of you know uh, business uh, location information. So it's it's one thing to say okay you know we've we've cleaned this list and we've got quality data and another thing but it's another thing to say that. You know the um, you know when you're trying to you know if you're trying to deliver a package or you're trying to find a restaurant or you're trying to you know do you know Uber Eats or whatever um, that you're having you know the most accurate data possible, right? And I think one of the things that we've seen and we we talked recently also about you know a UK company called What Three Words and you know their kind of novel addressing system based on three words instead of you know postal codes or zip codes. Um, and I just sidebar, I saw they just announced a partnership with DHL um, worldwide. So now you can kind of deliver a package to a what three words address on, on the DHL network. But this need for global addresses and for them to be accurate and uh, support multiple languages and, and formats uh, in, in all these different countries. And the fact that TomTom is, is a global player uh, and has this sort of standardized way to deliver that data, I think makes sense. So Melissa uh, operates in 240 countries. Um, so I think you know, these are the kinds of things where you need two big global players to come together to provide sort of data that's clean, verified, and pinpoint accurate um, you know, when you're trying to you know, sort of meet that need. So I, I like the partnership. Um, you know, I think it's, it's the kind of thing that is, if you're... Uh, in the B2B space uh, and you're looking for, you know, quality data, this is a partnership you might want to look to. So that's all I have to say. Any, any comments from you? Yeah, I mean, I think the partnership completely makes sense. It's just interesting, like, I think of Melissa and TomTom Tom both as, like, the old guys at the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, but it's good that like you, we're talking about them here and it seems like they're trying to figure out, can they reinvent themselves? How else can they use their data? How else can they use their, um, you know, their, their IP and, and like put that to work. So um, it's good. Like I, I like to see companies reinvent themselves, um, you know, and nothing seriously innovative here, but I think it's, it's a good partnership. Yeah, but you have to, right? I mean, like we talked when we were talking about TomTom Tom just the other week. Uh, about how, you know, from a mapping point of view, I mean, they lost a lot of ground to Google and Apple, right? Oh. And so, you know, they've joined this kind of new coalition, you know, this this open source coalition, you know, with Mozilla, uh, Mozilla Foundation and all of that we talked about just the other week. And so I think you're seeing this kind of drive now from them 
in particular to say like how we've got this fantastic, super accurate, amazing global asset. Um, you know, how do we leverage that? And and I think we'll probably see more partnerships like like this one with Melissa uh, in the months to come. So good on them. There you go. So that's it. That's our show for this week. You've been listening and watching episode number 606 of Location Weekly. Uh, thank you, everybody, for your time. Uh, we appreciate it. If you have story ideas, reach out to us. We would love to hear about them uh, and perhaps feature them. Um, if you are going to be in Idaho next week, go see uh, Brianna. Give her a high five. If you're going to be in Europe, come Munich for Retail Loco. Uh, and I'd love to see you there. And um, yeah, just uh, give us some likes and love on whatever channel you're consuming this. And we'll see you next week with another show. Take care. Bye. Thank you.